What is happening, people? They say that diamonds are made under pressure, and I really hope that is true because we are currently doing a podcast on my Mac, and I've left the charger at a undisclosed location, which is approximately two hours from my current location right now. So we're going to have to do this podcast on 44% battery. So I will make it as valuable and as long as it needs to be, or as long as possible, given the circumstances, but today we're going to talk about something, a book called Think and Grow Rich. And I've never done a podcast like this before, um, so it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be a little bit slower with it because I don't really read out loud at all to anyone, but this is a book that I read last week, a really, really good book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It was recommended to me by loads and loads of people. It's kind of one of the classic, like, quote unquote, I hate the word self-help, but self-help books. And it does have some, like, what I perceive as stupid or or some like ridiculous concepts, but it also has loads and loads or more more so than not valuable concepts as well. And uh, I'm basically going to go through the 30 major causes of failure because there's a few parts that really, really stood out to me. And this is one of them. But overall, the book's great. Like I'd give it a solid, solid eight out of 10. And I would recommend reading it. Maybe not as your first kind of read if you're if you're just getting started in, into reading because it's quite it's quite a difficult one to read because it was written like 60, I think it's around 19, the 1940s that this book was published and written a good 60, 70, 80 years ago. God knows what you're in right now. But yeah. That is how it's going to go down today. We we have already dropped 2% battery, leaving me at 42% on the Mac. So let's get straight into it. But before I do, I want to say that I've been getting so many DMs with love for the podcast recently on my Instagram, at Samuels. follow me if you don't. And uh, it means the fucking world to me because the only reason that I do a lot of stuff that I do on social media these days is like, I've, I've been doing it for a fair while, you know, and I set a goal of 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. I got to that relatively quickly. I set a goal of being sponsored by Gymshark when I was like 17, 18, 19 years old. I got to that as well. You achieve everything that you want to achieve and you do everything that you want to do in something and then it kind of gets a bit boring and it's obviously because I'm I'm orientated on goals in terms of like why where I what I want to achieve I should set new goals but the main reason now that I do a lot of stuff on social media it's not so much for like notoriety obviously everyone likes notoriety and likes to be appreciated and I would be a liar if I said that I didn't but the, the main reason I do it now is because of the value that it gives people. And it feels fucking great to get DMs and especially with the podcast, man. Like I always say that you can't, I can't see comments on podcasts because there is no way to comment on iTunes or Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to this on. I can't see comments, you can't see comments. So the only line of communication I, that I have is through my Instagram DMs. And I get so many DMs about it. It means the fucking world to me. And honestly, it is the reason that I keep doing them. So big shout out to you guys who've DM'd me. A big shout out to everyone that's downloaded the podcast to get up in the charts a big shout out to everyone that even listens so big love to you moving forwards if you want to see me do some more podcasts with other people on like interview type things just us, us having a chat drop me a drop me a message and let me know who you'd like to see on the podcast and I will make it happen because I think it's it's a great way to get it out to more people. It's a great way for you guys to get some insights into the minds of other people that I like find valuable as well. And it's a great way for me to be able to learn and just like listen to other people's stories and stuff. So it's a win-win for everyone. But without further ado, this is uh, Think and Grow Rich. For further ado, further ado, I think someone told me off for saying that wrong the other day. I can't remember. Um, further ado, wait, I'm going to Google the correct, the correct saying without further, I'm pretty sure I'm dyslexic. 
Oh, further ado. Okay, there you go. It is most often found in the phrase without much ado, meaning without much fuss, or without further ado, meaning without further delay. Ado, interesting. So it's not ado, it's ado. Ado. Learn something new every day. There we go, off to a crack and start. But anyway, without further ado, the 30 major causes for failure. And this is from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. How many of these are holding you back? Life's greatest tragedy consists of men and women who earnestly try and fail. The tragedy lies in the overwhelmingly large majority of people who fail as compared to the few who succeed. I've had the privilege of analysing several thousand men and women, 98% of whom were classified as failures. There is something radically wrong with a civilization and a system of education which permits 98% of people to go through life as failures. But I did not write this book for the purpose of moralizing on the rights and wrongs of the world. That would require a book a hundred times the size of this one. My analysis work proved that there are 30 major reasons for failure and 13 major principles through which people accumulate fortunes. In this chapter, a description of the 30 major causes of failure will be given. As you go over the list, check by yourself it point by point for the purpose of discovering how many of these causes of failure stand between you and success. So he's saying that he went over loads and loads of people. He went over, I think it's something like 100 people that experienced failure. He did his own study on all these successful and unsuccessful people. And he came up with the following 30 causes that were consistent to why this group that he did his study on failed. So number one is unfavorable hereditary background. There is but little, if anything, which can be done for people who are born with a deficiency in brain power. The philosophy offers but one method of bridging this weakness, through the aid of the mastermind. Observe with profit, however, that this is the only one of the 30 causes of failure which may not be easily corrected by any individual. So the first one is basically saying you're stupid. Due to your genetics, you're born without IQ, which, well, without a sufficient IQ, you're not incredibly intelligent, which obviously there's a natural gap between IQs, but we cannot change it. Our, we are born with a set IQ. And he says that this is the only one of the 30, the 30 points that is not easily corrected. You can't change it. You can't work on it. It's probably not your fault. You can't do anything about it. But there is a solution to that. And he says the philosophy offers but one, this philosophy offers but one method of bridging this weakness through the aid of a mastermind. So what does he mean by mastermind? He means by mastermind. Earlier in the book, he mentions about how we should form intradependent relationships with people. You form relationships with people if you want to succeed in business, if you want to succeed in anything that you do, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to go it alone. So you need to find find people that are intelligent, form, form groups of people, find people that are better than you to form a quote unquote mastermind mastermind. It's what people like Henry Ford did, for example, one of the, the founder of Ford, Ford Motor Cars in the US, one of the biggest car brands in the world, if not the biggest. He, he formed a mastermind of engineers that were smarter than him. Steve Jobs did a similar thing. What the, what the answer to this one is, if you're not born with the necessary IQ, is you form interdependent relationships, you take incentive, you find people that are better than you, and you form groups that you form a group filled with people better than you that are going to be able to you basically act as the glue that brings all these people together and it's gonna and you're gonna be you're gonna piggyback on them so you're gonna piggyback on the ride you you act as the person to to form these relationships and bridge these gaps between people you're using your strengths number two is lack of a well-defined purpose in life 
There is no hope of success for the person who does not have a central purpose or definite goal at which to aim. 98 out of every 100 of those whom I've analysed had no such aim. Perhaps this was the major cause of their failures. So without a sense of purpose, we're like a ship without a rudder. You don't know where you're going, you don't know what to do, you can't form a plan. And if you're trying to do something great, like how are you meant to do that unless you have like this laser-like vision? So a lot of people fail because they don't have a purpose, they don't know what to do. And the, that comes down, the way to kind of get over that is by writing down goals, by writing down your goals, writing down a plan, writing down who matters to you, writing down why you're doing a certain thing, maybe thinking about what problems have you had in your life, what issues have you experienced, what things have you overcome, what times of like, what, what times of turmoil have, have you been through and what have you conquered because there's always going to be people going through the same thing. And if you don't have a well-defined purpose, if you don't know what to do, if everything's like a haze, if you don't have a clear sense of direction, do not worry. It's not the end of the world, but realize that it is going to be massively beneficial for you to find one. So you should proactively find one. And especially when you're younger, and myself included, like even now, I don't have a def definite sense of purpose in terms of everything that I'm doing. It's quite common to feel a little bit lost. Is um, it's a very major issue with a lot of a lot of my clients as well that I do performance coaching with. They have this kind of issue where they don't know what they want to do. They lack a well well defined sense of purpose, and it's normal when you're younger, man. You can't expect to know everything. You can't expect to have this sense of purpose or be born with it. But what I say to people is that make sure that you the most important thing if you if you're completely lost if you're currently in like a really really bad place the first thing that you can do is to take it day by day and make sure that at the end of the day you can look back and you can say i've done one thing that has put me forwards in life i've done one thing that has progressed me in some way or another it can be a massive thing like building a website or it can be a tiny thing like changing the bed sheets one thing where you have improved the quality of your life and write that down and then the next day you can even plan it do another thing do another thing do another thing marginal gains and then before you know it you have all these wins and then you can look at your your weekly goals and you can kind of form a sense of direction or form a sense of purpose by writing stuff down and going off these small wins every day and eventually it's going to add up Number three then, lack of ambition to aim above mediocrity. We offer no hope for a person who is so indifferent as not to want to get ahead in life and who is not willing to pay the price. Basically saying that if you aim for average, you're gonna you're gonna achieve nothing more than average. And if you fall short of your goals, which we quite often do, and you're aiming for average, you're gonna fall below average, which is you failed. So lack of ambition to aim above mediocrity. Aim for the top, aim for the best. Like if you if you there's a book called the 10 times rule. If you aim for 10 times more than what you want to achieve and you undershoot that goal, you're still in a pretty fucking good place. So don't aim for mediocrity, aim for more. Like have belief in yourself and realize that if you want something bad enough, you can get it and you will do it. If you want to if you if think about it, if you want a coach, you want someone that's an expert in what they do. You don't want an okay coach, you don't want a mediocre coach coach if you've got cancer you don't want an okay doctor treating your cancer you want the best doctor you want an expert so you should always aim to be an expert because that's what people are always gonna always gonna try and get there's a, a book called the dip as well i think it's called is it called parado parado distribution and it basically states that the, the top like couple of percent of any industry the top few percent dominate in terms of like clients and finances because we always favor the top percent disproportionately 
Number four, insufficient education. This handicap is a handicap which may be overcome with comparative ease. Experience has proven that the best educated people are often those who are known as self-made or self-educated. It takes more than a college degree to make one person of education. To make one a person of education. Any person who is educated is one who has learned to get whatever he wants in life without violating the rights of others. Education consists not so much of knowledge, but of knowledge effectively and persistently applied. Men are paid not merely for what they know, but more particularly for what they do with which they know. So saying that insufficient education, we're not all gifted to have this. Like if you live in the, if you're listening to this podcast, it's a very good, very good probability that you went to school, that you got free education. And it's saying that we, we, we basically, we, we neglect our educations and the, the best kind of education is the education that you can go and proactively seek for yourself. Like I went to university, I've got a university degree, I did A-levels, which is, I don't know what the equivalent in the US is. I'm quite qualified, I'm very qualified of things on paper, but I've never used any of those for what I do today. I think I might have used my degree a couple of times and that's, that's it for like literally four or five days of diving work. And, um, it's saying that the best kind of education is one that you go out and proactively seek, not from that you haven't been forced into the education that you go out and apply yourself to. Men are paid not merely for what they know, but more particularly for what they do with that which they know. So what are you going to do with that knowledge? Are you going to proactively go out and seek to do something? And then what are you going to what are you going to do with that? Like go and take fucking action. Number five, lack of self-discipline. Discipline comes through self-control. This means that one must control all negative qualities. Before you can control conditions, you must first control yourself. Self-mastery is the hardest job you'll ever tackle. If you do not conquer self, you'll be conquered by self. You may see at one and the same time both your best friend and your greatest enemy by stepping in front of the mirror. So you can be your best friend, your worst enemy if you are not disciplined. So discipline is everything. As in my last podcast where I interviewed Ben, he talked about how important discipline is. And uh, I read a book recently called the, is it next to me? I forgot the name. It's not very good, is it? Called the, I think it's called the power of discipline or something, something along those lines. No, it's not in front of me. Um, something along those lines. It's an excellent book, absolutely wonderful book. And it basically talks about how discipline is like a like a muscle. The, the more we use it, the easier it is to stay disciplined at things. The more we succumb to temptations, the less disciplined we are. The more we snooze our alarm, the more we eat shitty food, the more we binge eat, the more we do these bad behaviors, behaviors the more they're going to become ingrained into us and the bigger the, the bigger the hole we're gonna we're gonna dig ourselves it's all about marginal gains when it comes to discipline as well doing small things making small choices that we know are are, are, are the right thing to make delaying gratification for long-term investment i'm gonna take my jumper off oh right we're currently on 20 25 battery jesus christ let's turn the screen down on this Number six, ill health. No person may enjoy outstanding success without good health. Many of the causes of ill health are subjective to mastery and control. These are in the main, these in the main are A, overeating of the foods not conducive with health. B, wrongful habits of thought giving expression to negative. Wrongful habits of thought giving expression to negatives. C, wrong use of and overindulgence in sex. D, lack of proper physical exercise. E, an inadequacy in supply of fresh air due to improper breathing. 
So basically saying that ill health is, is very important to take care of your health, which is kind of obvious. And I, I do agree with those. I do agree with those. Um, I agree with all of them, actually. I do agree with all of them. Wrongful use of and overindulgence in sex. Maybe sex with yourself, but I think... Ah, no, I do agree with that. Sex of women as well. Probably too much of that. Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. So be careful, young princes. Value your time wisely. Number seven, um, unfavorable environmental influences during childhood. As the twig is bent, so shall the tree grow. Most people who have criminal tendencies acquire them as a result of bad environments and improper associates during childhood. I like that. As the twig is bent, so shall the tree grow. So what it's saying is that your childhood influences, the people that you surround yourself with, we're always growing even beyond childhood. You're going to grow into that mold. You know, if the twig is bent as a child, it's going to be much harder to straighten it out as you grow older. So unfavorable environmental influence during childhood, but you can change that. The good news is you can change that by putting yourself in good environments, looking at the people you spend your time with and thinking, are they going to benefit me? Do they improve my life? Are they good people? Would I be happy if I interacted with the world the same way that they interact with the world? Number eight, this is a big one for me, procrastination. This is one of the most common causes of failure. Old man procrastination stands within the shadow of every human being, waiting his opportunity to spoil one's chances of success. Most of us go through life as failures because we are waiting for the right time to start doing something worthwhile. Do not wait. There will never be a time where it is just right. Start where you stand and work with whatever tools you may have at your command and better tools will be found as you go along. So you shouldn't wait for the perfect time. It's a form of procrastination saying, oh, I'll do this when this happens. Oh, I'll do this when I have the money. Oh, I'll do this when I've saved this much. Oh, I'll, I'll do this when my, I'll ask this girl out when I reach this weight. I'm going to be more confident. No, you should do it now because it's just a form of procrastination, putting stuff off and the time is never going to be right. If you say the time isn't right now, the time is never going to be right. It is never going to happen. Number nine, lack of persistence. Another thing that Ben talked about in our last podcast, how persistent he is, uh, being responsible for his success. Lack of persistence. Most of us are good starters, but poor finishers of everything we begin. Moreover, people are prone to give up at the first signs of defeat. There is no substitute for persistence. The person who makes persistence, his watchword, discovers that old man failure finally becomes tired and makes his departure. Failure cannot cope with persistence. I can't really remember what old man failure is. I think old man failure might be where you get old and you fail. There's some, uh, there's some more deeper, deeper meaning or understand. There's deep, a deeper meaning to it, or it's explained earlier in the book. I think it's talking about how we come up with all these excuses and before we know it, we're an old man because of procrastination and other things. And then we use that as an excuse, our old age is the reason not to do something. Failure cannot cope with persistence. So be persistent. Number 10, lack Nope. Number 10 is negative personality. There is no hope for success for the person who repels people through a negative personality. Success comes through the application of power and power is attained through the cooperative efforts of other people. As we talked about earlier, if you're, you haven't got high IQ, if you do have high IQ, you have to form corporations between people by forming a mastermind. A negative personality will not induce cooperation. Number 11, lack of controlled sexual urge. Sex energy is the most powerful of all the stimuli which move people into action. Because it is the most powerful of the emotions, it must be controlled through transmutation and converted into other channels. So in the book, it talks about how sexual energy is incredibly powerful. If you're a man as well, it's incredibly, incredible, powerful due to testosterone and the, our mating strategies. So 
kind of goes across broad though, across board though. Obviously, there's always there this like this um this what's the word? This attraction between men and women. So whether you're a man or a woman, this is still relevant. But it's saying that you can use sexual urges. So a lot of the reason why people do things is for their spouse or for their partner to give them a better life. Or subconsciously, it's even to appear as uh, as as better in the better in the social hierarchy or further up which is ultimately going to get you more sex on a very primal level so sexual urges is sexual power is incredibly strong and lack of controlled sexual urges mean meaning just like succumbing to it like maybe maybe rather than working hard and thinking of the bigger picture and maybe forming uh thinking about the the possibility for your success and what it could do for your future family you're just fucking sat on your laptop smashing wanking out to porn every day or maybe you've got a girlfriend who just fuck every day and are completely unproductive and don't do any work whatsoever so it's about transmutation is about transforming that energy into something else so you're putting that energy into something positive number 12 uncontrolled desire for something for nothing the gambling instinct drives millions of people to failure evidence of this may be found in a study of the wall street crash of 29 during which millions of people tried to make money by gambling on stock margins so uncontrolled desire for something for nothing trying to get something from nothing number 13 13 13th out of 30 major cause of failure lack of a well-defined power of decision men who succeed reach decisions promptly and change them if at all very slowly men who fail reach decisions if at all very slowly and change them very frequently and quickly indecision indecision and procrastination are twin brothers where one is found the other may usually be also kill off this pair before they completely hogtie you to the treadmill of failure. Hogtie is where, I think it's where you get your hands and your legs tied together, tied behind your back. I think I saw this on uh, some crime drama where a dude was going around strangling women and he was hogtying them. Um, very, very nice. Um, <laughs> learn something new every day. But yeah, so a lack of defined power of power of decision is basically saying again that if you people who if you people who reach decisions slowly so they don't they, they take ages to decide they're like oh maybe i'll do this maybe i'll do that oh i don't know what to do they're saying that if you do that and then if you constantly change your mind once coming to decision you're setting yourself up to failure you're destined to failure people that act quickly they act on instinct they act on that gut feeling and then they follow things through are more likely to succeed Number 14, one or more of the basic six fears. One or more of the six basic fears. These fears have been analyzed for you in a later chapter. They must be mastered before you can market your services efficiently. So this is just talking about six, six fears, fear of poverty, fear of old age, fear of death, um, about how living in fear is ultimately bad for us and it's a, not an abundant way of living. We're not gonna do much for spending our lives living in fear. Number 15, this is a huge one especially for a lot of young lads that message me. Wrong selection of a mate in marriage. This is the most common cause of failure. The relationship of marriage brings people intimately into contact. Unless this relationship is harmonious, failure is likely to follow. Moreover, it will be a form of failure that is marked by misery and unhappiness, destroying all signs of ambition. Maybe you've been there yourself, maybe you know a friend that has happened to, but I've been there myself and I can tell you that I've like had someone who's been my entire world. I've literally dropped everything for them and uh, just like focused on them and been so in factuated of a person in a relationship who hasn't actually treated me that well that 
it basically has destroyed all signs of my ambition and kind of led me to failure. So you've, I'm really, really selective of who I spend my time with. And like it's like I always say, and as you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So spend it wisely. But um, you should be really, really careful of your partner because you're going to be spending the most time with them. So they're going to have the largest, largest influence on you. So be careful with who you're spending your time with and just think about how those people interact with other people. How do they act on their lowest, like darkest days? Are they are they strong? Are they Do they take things out on other people? Are they not very nice people to be around? How do they act? How do they interact with the world? And if, they, if you don't look at them and don't think, okay, I wouldn't mind acting like that, then maybe you should look for someone else and don't be afraid to cut your losses because at the end of the day, it's not gonna get you anywhere. Number 16, and this is one I've got highlighted, over caution, the person who takes no chances generally has to take whatever is left when others through choosing. The person who takes no chances generally has to take whatever is left when others are through choosing. So what he's saying is about overcaution is if you take no chances, you're going to be picking up scraps of what the what the people, the go-getters are taking. Overcaution is as bad as undercaution. Both are extremes to be guarded against. Life itself is filled with the element of chance. So don't be uh, don't be overcautious because you're going to miss opportunities and people are going to snatch them out from under your nose and you're going to be left with the scraps. Quite often I found in life that we're loss averse so we we sell ourselves the worst possible narrative in terms of something going wrong we're always we, we, we never think of what can go right we always think of what can go wrong and we don't do so many things because we are scared and it's sometimes just about taking that leap doing it and more often than not you'll see it fucking pays off you i think it's meditation is an incredibly powerful thing i think for for visualization and being mindful because if you imagine how something can go right and all the good things that can happen about something can really get in touch with this like visualization technique and meditate on it. If you can do that and you can imagine like all the right things that can come about of a decision rather than living in this loss averse state, then when you don't do it, you can imagine the things that you would be losing by not doing it, if that makes sense, because you're guaranteed that you're not going to get any of those good things. And this is kind of tricking your brain into, into actually fearing losing out on the potential of what you could have. Number 17, Mo's going to take a drink, which is also the percentage of my laptop, 17% right now. Ribena, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Number 17, wrongful, wrongful selection of associates in business. This is one of the most common causes of failure in business. In marketing, personal services, one should use great care to select an employer who will be an inspiration and who is himself intelligent and successful, spending your time around people better than you again. We emulate those with we emulate those with whom we associate most closely. Pick an employer who is worth emulating. Like I said before, we 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 mirror the people around us. It's not some mumbo jumbo, whippy woo, uh self-help bullshit. This is backed up by real um psychological and neuroscience. This is this is brain, like mirror neurons are a thing. It's demonstrated in studies there is countless a plethora of papers written on mirroring behavior and mirror neurons and how we adopt the emotional states of people around us it's just it's it's what animals do and we are animals number eight superstition and prejudice superstition superstition is a form of fear it is also a sign of ignorance men who succeed keep open minds and are afraid of nothing Number 19, wrongful selection of a vocation. No man can succeed in a line of endeavor which he does not like. 
The most essential step in the marketing of personal services is that of selecting an occupation into which you can throw yourself into wholeheartedly. So it's saying about doing something that you love. But I think when you don't know what you want to do, you should try as many things as possible, stick them out, gain some career capital, um, do something for a while. If you don't necessarily like it, give it a few months, see where it goes. And then if you, you say give give it six months in a job, then you can maybe do something else and move towards something you like. But from a from a book called um, so good, Get So Good They Can't Ignore You, it states that we don't necessarily find out, we don't necessarily chase our passions and achieve them. More often than not, people that have meaningful lives that are that they're or jobs that are incredibly passionate about actually start off with a lack of interest in the field and as they invest time and as they learn and become an expert in that field they actually develop a passion for it so it's worth giving things a chance because you you might gravitate towards it um your identity but if you hate something i think there's three main points as to if you should quit a job i think number one is no number one is you need a sense of purpose so you need to feel like it's helping it's doing something it's benefiting people on like a big scale you believe in the purpose of the job the mission whatever it is number two you enjoy the people that you work with you can tolerate them and number three you have the option to improve and the option to actually grow and progress up the ranks rather than being a dead-end job where you go nowhere Number 20, lack of concentration of effort. The jack of all trades seldom is good at any way. Seldom, I love that word. Concentrate all of your efforts on one definitive, definite chief aim. So lack of concentration of efforts rather than doing 20 little things this is something that I struggle with. You should only focus your efforts on a few major projects or tasks, a few major things. The habit of indiscriminate spending. The spending thrift cannot succeed mainly because he who spends eternally in fear of poverty, mainly because he stands eternally in fear of poverty. Let's try it again. The spending thrift cannot succeed, mainly because he stands eternally in fear of poverty. Form the habit of systematic saving by putting aside a definitive percentage of your income. Money in the bank gives one a very safe foundation of courage when bargaining for the sale of personal services. Without money, one must take what is offered and be glad to get it. So if you have this financial security, if you have some money in the bank, then you're you're gonna have you're gonna know your worth. You're gonna turn down things that aren't gonna benefit you, turn down projects that aren't necessary, that are they're gonna take up too much of your time or aren't gonna benefit you or, or things that you're you're not fully invested in. Um, there's this thing, this is uh, this principle where we we spend like if you're if you're born poor, you will remain poor because of the the way that you've been raised. And the more money that you earn, you if you actually account for your finances, you might find that the more money that you spend so if you get a fat paycheck you're probably gonna your spending to go up that week as well because in your head you just automatically spend more and that is the reason that you 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 stay poor so one of the things that we can do is track what we're earning track what we're spending and just make a constant effort constant constant effort to save a certain percentage of the money that we have number 22 lack of enthusiasm without enthusiasm one cannot be convincing moreover enthusiasm is contagious and the person who has it under control is generally welcome in any part any group of people lack of enthusiasm hey guys welcome to story time with mo podcast and today we're going to be talking about um a book called like Think and grow rich. 
or something like that. I can't remember. How fucking boring is that? So lack of enthusiasm. If you're not enthusiastic about something, you're not going to be able to lead. You're not. People aren't going to listen to you. People aren't going to give a fuck. You're not going to be able to form these intradependent relationships, these groups. So be enthusiastic about what you do. It is important. Um, make sure you do it and you're going to be more welcome. People are going to like you more. People are going to help you more. You're going to make more friends. You're going to be better in business. 30% of a laptop, 23 intolerance. The person with a closed mind on any subject seldom gets ahead. Intolerance means that one has stopped acquiring knowledge. The most damaging forms of intolerance are those connected with religious, racial, and political differences of opinion. So be tolerant to people, man. If someone has a different view, don't shut yourself off. Don't think your way is my way or the highway. This is something that I do as well. I'm very like set in my set in my ways with, with ideas. Like I, I work on listening to people more. I'm quite a boisterous a boisterous person in the sense that I'm like this way's good let's do it this way and if you want to change your mind you really have to fucking argue with me but that isn't necessarily good like uh, recently I've become a lot more open to ideas listening to other people and open-minded number 24 intemperance the most damaging form of forms of intemperance are connected with eating strong drink and sexual activities overindulgence in any of these is fatal to success intemperance intemperance what is the definition of intemperance i think i know but i want to get it right intemperance lack of moderation or restraint okay interesting very interesting so yeah so by by not being by not having moderation in eating drinking and sexual activities it's gonna it's gonna lead you to failure number 25 inability to cooperate with others this links to other points more people lose their positions and their big opportunities in life because of this fault than for all other reasons combined it is a fault of which no well-informed businessman or leader will tolerate like we said at the start it's so important to form groups to form intradependent relationships with people to form a mastermind especially if you're not great at everything which nobody is so if you're unable to cooperate with people you might have met brilliant people in your life like that you might have come across these people like amazingly people that aren't actually doing that well in life and it's because they're dickheads because they can't cooperate with people they don't get on they think they're they're too clever for their own good so cooperate with people don't be a dick number 26 possession of power that was not acquired through self-effort and then it says in brackets, sons and daughters of wealthy men and others who inherit money which they did not earn. Power in the hands of one who did not acquire it gradually is often fatal to success. Quick riches are more dangerous than poverty. And I speak from experience. I know a lot of people that are from that have had everything handed to them on a plate in their life. They've had the, the best education. They've they're gonna inherit millions of pounds and they are just fucking things up because they don't, they take it for granted, they're not grateful. And uh, and the same thing goes with power, I guess. You can become, obviously, there's the, the old stereotype of the king, king's son, like Game of Thrones, King Joffrey, little dickhead, um, that is gonna, it's ultimately not gonna be, not gonna be very beneficial to you or your life because you are born into this and you expect that you, you just take things for granted. So if you are born into a lot of money, like, be appreciative of it, man. Like, try and live without it. Imagine what it's like. Be be grateful. Practice gratitude because it's going to be very, very important that you you make sure that you're you really, really utilize what you've been given. Number twenty-seven: intentional dishonesty. There is no substitute for honesty. One may be tempted. 
One may be temporarily dishonest by force of circumstances over which one has no control without permanent damage. But there is no hope for the person who is dishonest by choice. Sooner or later, his deeds will catch up with him and he will pay by loss of reputation or perhaps even loss of liberty, aka you're going to prison. Do not be intentionally dishonest. Always tell the truth if you can. Even if your girlfriend asks, do I look fat in this dress? And she looks fat. You say, yes, you look fat in that dress. And if she gets offended, you say, why did you ask me a question if you didn't want to hear didn't want to hear the <laughs> didn't want to hear the answer? Um, but yeah, be be honest, and there's a lot to be said for truth. I think people are always going to respect you more if you actually tell them what you think. You know, like I don't want yes men in my life. I want people in my life that tell me the truth. They tell me when I'm being a, a cunt. They tell me when I'm doing things incorrectly they tell me when they disagree with things and then that's the only way you're going to improve if you're surrounded by people that are always going to be that are going to tell you what you want to hear then you're never going to grow you're never going to improve so don't be don't be a dishonest person number 28 egotism and vanity these qualities serve as red lights which warn others to keep away they are fatal to success egotism and vanity number 29 guessing instead of thinking most people are too indifferent or lazy to acquire facts with which to think accurately. They prefer to act on opinions created by guesswork or snap judgments. There's something that, there's a few things. I read a book a week. I know I've said this a lot. I've, well, it took me two weeks the last book because I've been pretty hectic. But I read a lot. And uh, you, people often ask me like, Mo, like do these, how do you, do you remember all the books? How do you read? Blah, blah, blah. I've done a video on RET on this. Um, there is a new site launching soon as well. A little plug in there. Um, but no, I do not. I do not remember everything that I read in books. I, I go through the book, I highlight it, and then I, I will like mark really, really key parts. But in, let's say if I read, 10 books and in each one of those books I remember 5% of the key most valuable information in the books then suddenly times that by 10 I've got a solid 50% of information I don't know where this figure is coming from where I'm trying to go with this but what I'm saying is that um, going on guessing instead of thinking going back to that point I remember something from a book and I think it is the seven habits of highly effective people it doesn't really matter where it's come from but so guessing instead of thinking is saying that the they prefer to act on opinions created by guesswork or snap judgments something called don't add to first impressions always has resonated with me and like rung throughout my mind and more often than not, we assume the worst case scenario with people. Like we assume that someone's been, if someone's ignoring our text, we assume that they're deliberately maliciously ignoring us. If uh, too, more often than not, if our partners are haven't spoken to us in a day or something, we assume that they're cheating or some, or maybe they're they're just we've annoyed them. Whatever it is, we always assume the worst things. And this is saying, and this is saying, and it's called don't add to first impressions. And that means also like if someone, if you see someone, like maybe your your housemate, uh, your 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 dad or something, and you. Go, good morning and he goes all right like in a really negative tone um he might you might be thinking why has he spoke to me like that like why has he been so rude or why has he ignored me or you might walk into your house and say hi to your hi to your mum and she completely ignores you but and then and then you get annoyed with her because she's ignored you so you ignore her but maybe she's doing the hoovering and had her headphones in and in her world she didn't even hear you but when she interacts with you you're going to be rude to her because you she thought you thought that she was rude to you. So it comes down to guessing instead of thinking and this thing called don't add to first impressions. Don't, don't, 
don't jump to conclusions. Um, don't think of the worst possible case scenario. Don't give a don't don't just jump to these negative things. Give things time. Think of all the possible outcomes. And more often than not, for example, if someone's texted you and they haven't replied, or you've texted someone they they haven't replied, it's probably because they haven't seen the text, or maybe they've been really busy and they forgot to reply, or maybe they've lost their phone. It could be a plethora of reasons, and it, more often than not, it is not because they are nor ignoring you. So guessing instead of thinking. Don't do it, think. 30, lack of capital. This is a common cause of failure among those who start out in business for the first time. Without sufficient reserve of capital to absorb the shock of their mistakes and to carry them over until they have established a reputation. So that's basically just saying make sure you have money um, with what you're doing. Uh, capital, I guess it's referring to money. Um, as previously said, you should save money, you should have capital, you should have leverage in the bank in case things go wrong to 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 give you a bit of a buffer if you fuck up, to get you out of this pit, to, to get you out of these mistakes. We're currently on 6% battery right now, so we have to call it call it that. If you like this style of podcast, where I'm basically talking about what I've read, talking about the key most valuable bits of information from a book that I've recently, recently read and some bits that I really, really like and think are valuable to share, drop me a DM and let me know because I will do another one like this. Also, let me know if you want to see someone specific on the podcast for, for me to interview, for me to have a, me to have a chat with. But that was the 30 major causes of failure from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And like I said, drop me a DM, let me know, download the podcast, give it a rating if you liked it. And uh, and as always, guys, smash the day, absolutely fucking kill it. Peace out, I love it to bits. Thank you, good night.